You're listening to Crush Performance, your weekly source for sport performance and athletic development information. Get the Crush blogs, podcasts, and performance links at crushperformance.com. Now, here he is, the Crusher. Look back to learn, look forward to plan, and above all else, know where you're at right now. Be in the moment. This is exactly how we operate here at Crush Performance, and for good reason. I think it must be almost 15 years ago, during an episode with Crush all-time Hall of Famer, performance coach Jim Fannin, where we were discussing strategies for planning and mapping out athlete performance, and how so many people are simply doing it wrong. Circa last week's episode, we tend to focus on the wrong things. Namely, we focus on results when we need to be focusing on what's happening right now. If you're going to be successful, you have to be in the moment. It might be one of the biggest differences between people who are successful and those who struggle. Remember though, how you define success or greatness is entirely up to you. It can be very different from person to person. And this is another important part of being a top performer, clearly defining what it is you're working towards. And remember, greatness is how you define it. It was about 15 years ago. Think about that. Wow. This is where Jim Fannin introduced us to his approach for performance planning and performance mindset. He said, you have to look back to learn, learn as much as possible, take away your lessons and then bury it in the backyard like a dog burying a bone. Then look forward to plan. You need to have that direction, but most important, be in the moment. This is the key and this is where most people fail. Here's part of that conversation with our good friend, Crush Hall of Famer, performance coach, Jim Fannin. Most people today, spend 80% of their waking hours in either the future or the past, and only 20% locked into the moment, looking people in the eye, even long enough to discern eye color. I learned this in 1974 at a research project on how to maximize super learning in children. In the first 60 months of our lives, we spend 80% of our time in the moment, only 20% in the future and the past. Why is that? Well, I'm three. I don't have a past. I don't have, I can't even tell time. I don't have a calendar. I don't have a watch. So I'm in the moment. But that's why in the first 60 months, we learn more in that five-year period than we will learn the rest of our lives accumulative, even if we live to 100 years old. So I, I know with a plan as an adult, Once you have that plan in place, now we can be more like a kid again and get back into the moment with full awareness. But that's not going to happen unless you plan well. Ah, to be young again. Super learning in children. And was it just me or did I actually sound younger in that clip? Well, it was about 15 years ago. Isn't it funny how time flies? One of the things you have to keep in mind here is the fact that children also have the longest way to go when it comes to learning. They're like knowledge vacuums. One of the reasons they learn so much in such a short time. Part of its necessity of evolution. We've got to learn in order to survive in this world, but it's also right around this time when the world at large starts corrupting the system with judgment 
pressure, expectation, responsibility, accountability, all the things that make life, well, life. And this is where adults now have the advantage, the advantage of experience. If they're trained properly, if they're aware and disciplined, adults can sift through the noise and chaos and choose what affects them and how they're going to move forward with purpose. Adults are better at controlling the process of development rather than just reacting to it like children do. And on that note, I'll say it one more time here in 2023. If I had one wish for my girls, I have three daughters, and for all of my friends and athletes, and for you, all of the crushers out there, I would wish for you to be master problem solvers and master decision makers. I believe these two things, problem solving and decision making, are at the very epicenter of human performance, no matter what we're talking about, sport, business, music, relationships, heck, just life in general. And if I were to add a third component here, it would be communication. Boom, there it is again, another example of the power of three. Check out our November 2nd episode on longevity in sport, where we talk about the eerie power of presenting three strong ideas, decisions, or options. Problem solving, decision-making, and communication. What a great gift to give as a coach or as a boss or supervisor or a teacher or parent. Can you imagine the empowerment we pass on by sharing, teaching, and helping our tribes understand these things? And I mean really sharing them, sharing what they are and how they work and how to do each one of these really, really well. These three things are like any other skill set. It takes time, it takes coaching and learning, and maybe most importantly, it takes repetition pure and clean repetition, succeeding and failing, and then learning from each repetition and moving the mark forward with purpose. Oh, it's just all so good. This is what I would wish for everyone out there as we approach the new year. So let's get to it. was a big year here at Crush Performance. We aired 30 episodes all in all, and it kicked off with our Back From A Broken Heart series. I'm actually quite lucky to be here with you right now, and it's not something I take lightly. I died for crying out loud. And if it weren't for the help of others, my 2023 would have never happened. I mean, man, just think of that for a second. How humbling. But here we are. After the Back From A Broken Heart episodes, we kicked off our Creating Coachable Players series, a subset of episodes with a focus on how we can help our athletes actually become more coachable. This series produced one of the most listened to episodes of the season, Creating Coachable Players with Dave Turgeon, head coach for IMG's national baseball team. They just wrapped up an incredible 25-0 season. Dave came up in the New York Yankee system, played overseas, and spent 11 years managing and being the coordinator of instruction for the Pittsburgh Pirate Organization. He's not only coached the players, but he coaches the coaches, a very cool position in sport. At one point in our conversation, Dave stopped me in our tracks with something he said. It's an epic moment in crush performance. I rarely get surprised or tripped up by a guest, but this was awesome. 
Church was talking about putting together a successful season and the importance of team and team synergy and the power of having a close, tight-knit group who've all bought in as players, as staff, as coaches, and even the admin people, the whole team. If they were going to achieve their lofty goals, something very important was going to have to happen. Here's what he said. I think it boils down to how close the room gets. And so the whole team thing and the whole synergy thing, which I I put a premium on that because I know it's the number one performance enhancer there is besides confidence. Um, I think that team synergy um, has a way of allowing guys skills, whatever they may be, to play up. Um, and I think once you get it rolling and there's this buy-in, it feeds itself and, and it's really hard to stop. You know, and so we had a combination of, man, an unbelievable staff and the care level through the roof. Um, our support staff was fantastic, um, you know, and, and guys that bought in and they bought into showing up for work every day and working with a purpose, you know, and, and earning the right to have a good year, earning the right to win games, earning the right to perform. All of that stuff is it's all connected. Um, you know, and it takes, you know, I, our messaging was simple. It's going to take all of, all of us. And, and it does, it literally does. Um, and we had different heroes along the way, you know, sometimes the hero was our trainer. Um, but you know, just really, it literally takes a village. All of all of us. Man, I absolutely love it. But what you didn't get to hear is the unscripted part of the conversation that was edited out, where I interrupt Turge right there, just as he drops it's going to take the all of all of us statement. I cut right in and said, Turge, did you just say it's going to take all of all of us? And then we went into a 20 minute sidebar discussion about the principle and the idea and the thought process behind all of all of us. In hindsight, we probably should have left that part in the audio. It was such a great discussion. The point is that Turge and his staff went out of their way to make sure that everyone understood if the team was going to set this crazy goal of going undefeated, it was going to take all of all of them. Discipline, consistency, trust, trust, and more trust. I love it. I'd never heard that saying until that moment, and I guess that's what made me stop in my tracks. Guys, it's going to take all of all of us. Just one of those great crush performance moments. The season just rolled on from there as we introduced a couple of prequel episodes to set the stage for the main crush theme of 2024, perception. And after 18 years on the air, listen, everybody, I think we're all ready for it. We've set the stage for what I feel is one of the pinnacle elements of human performance, how we perceive things. Now, I don't believe this is a building block element of performance. It is critical and an absolute game changer when it comes to performing at your potential, but I think it's a downstream element of performance. Here's what I'm thinking. See if you agree. If we're looking to help an athlete succeed, keeping in mind that we absolutely do not know how good they can become, and we don't, not until they go through the process of development, perception, while it exists in everything we do, 
It can't be mastered until the foundational building blocks of performance are in place. Do you agree? Now, to be clear, we introduce perception on day one of working with any athlete, team, or organization. It's part of our three-step performance model, but that's more to introduce the concept and to help me better understand how an athlete is perceiving themselves, their performance, their sport, and their place in sport than it is to actually enhance and train perception for that athlete's performance. Perception is a huge topic, and it's complex, and it's misunderstood, and it's layered. There are layers and layers that make up perception, how we perceive, and finally, how we act or react to whatever it is we're actually perceiving. All of this said, we're committing a good portion of 2024 to the topic of perception, and we're going to visit with some of the world's top scientists, researchers, and experts on the topic so we can break it all down and make sense of it all. For me... I like to introduce the concept kind of like the soft opening of a shop, restaurant, or a business. You do a soft opening to get a feel for the ebb and flow of your process, to better understand the speed bumps and hiccups, and where you might need to polish things up a bit before the great grand opening. Well, sport is just like that, or at least for me, it should be. When we take on an athlete, team, or organization, we have our process, which for us is nailing down our top five performance priorities, sleep, rest, and recovery, nutrition, hydration, posture and range of motion, movement, and then the crush brain game. Nothing else matters if these aren't in place. And I mean nothing. We've taken athletes out of sport to establish these top five priorities before we move on. If we're truly going to help an athlete improve and raise their ceiling of performance, I don't care what you try to do if these building blocks aren't in place. Yes, you might get some good results, but I'm telling you, you will never truly see an athlete's true potential if you don't have the foundation in place. It cannot, it will not, and it does not happen. So as we initially set up our five priorities for elite performance, we're also evaluating in-sport performance, the technical, tactical, and skill work of the athlete, as well as their knowledge. This is like the soft opening for our athlete and nothing else can move forward without these foundational building blocks firmly in place. And this can take months and even years to get right as we help our athlete grow, develop and build towards their grand opening, which for our younger athletes might be making a high school varsity team or getting selected to a national team and competing for your country or getting that college scholarship or even a pro draft. For our established professional athletes, it might be landing that new lucrative contract or getting an all-star designation or making a charge for the Hall of Fame. So while we're working on our soft opening and establishing the foundations for future great performance, we pepper in some of the advanced elements like perception to help build forward momentum. It's so much fun. How far can an athlete go? How good can they actually get? We don't know until they go through the process. And this is where most people fail. They just don't understand that process. Everyone wants to be downstream, closer to that elite top performance. Unfortunately, skipping the critical steps of development only leads to one thing, poor performance and a lower ceiling of potential. I guess that's actually two things, but let's wrap them up together with a bow because they work hand in hand. Rather than raising your ceiling of potential, we wind up lowering it by cutting out critical developmental work early in the process, the all-important upstream work, 
all of the things that have to be well established early in the process. So later on, that downstream work is actually meaningful for performance. Perception is all important. Again, it's very complex, layered, and unfortunately misunderstood. Here's Crush Hall of Famer, clinical neuropsychologist, Dr. Martin Morazic. I was mentioning how after my back pain, my perception of pain has totally changed. And this led us into a fascinating conversation on the topic of perception. Yeah, well, when we talk about perception, uh, you know, I think it's kind of illustrated by an example where you go to a hockey game, let's say, and you watch the game and afterwards you're talking and one person says, oh, that was a fantastic game. I don't think the team's ever played better. And then somebody else goes like, what are you talking about? The defense was terrible. Like, what were they doing out there? And then somebody else chimes in and says, well, it wasn't that bad. And so you get these differences of opinion or these changes in perception. And so when it comes to the, the, the topic of perception, I would classify kind of two ways we, we can try to understand it. It's a huge topic, but uh, two ways that we can understand it. One of them is kind of the biological basis, and I think that's what you're talking about there is pain and pain perception. And you ask somebody to put their hand in a, uh, you know, a glass of water or a bowl of uh, ice water, and you get them to rate the intensity of pain, and you're going to get different readings all over the place. And so why is that and what's going on there? So, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting topic, especially when it comes to applying it to sports. Well, you have that biological side. So, so right. But, but I love that, that, that analogy of the, the hockey game. <laughs> and I've heard it walking down the street after going to an Oilers game or even going to a football game, just hearing the fans talking as we're exiting the, the stadium or the arena, the differences of opinions. And you kind of just smile and listen because, man, everybody's so passionate and everybody's so darn right in their own mind, right? That's a pretty cool perspective right there. Speaking of perception. Yeah, and, and that's just it, right? It's like, it was the same hockey game, so why are people's perspectives or perceptions of things so radically different? And what is it about the brain or what is it about us that, that you know, causes those changes in perception? And so, uh, like I said, I think the biological piece, we're going to dive into that today. The other piece that I think is also important is a psychological perception. And so we kind of think of uh, the way we were constructed is that we have an ideal self. And this is the way we perceive our, our, our ability to really do things well. And you see little kids and they have dreams that they're a certain player and they imagine themselves as Connor McDavid. And then we have the real self, which is how we actually play. And then over time, it's like, well, why can't I play like my real, you know, why is the real self not the same as my ideal self? And so we have this perception of, well, okay, why am I different or what's going wrong? Those kind of things. And I would put that into more of the psychology piece, but uh, looking forward to diving into the biological piece. Yeah, for sure. And I think this is really interesting and very pertinent in the world of sport performance as well. I'll, well, let's just for, forget forget even sport performance, human performance, growing, um, learning, adjusting, and developing. This has a major, major role. And I'm actually quite surprised it's not more prevalent in the literature or even in the conversations we have, especially revolving around coaching, mentoring, and teaching Dr. Morazic. Does that kind of make sense? There are massive, massive indications here for um, understanding how people learn, but then adjusting the delivery system of information even or training stimulus to help them adapt to the environment. And I think that is maybe 
at the core essence of true coaching, teaching, and, and mentoring. Is that fair to say? Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you on, on that one, uh, Crush, because I think it's just such a mammoth topic that it, it's really hard to unpack it a bit, but uh, that's, that's why it's great to have these conversations with you is to unpack that. I think the really good coaches, uh, the really high-level players, well, they're actually doing a lot of these things, but putting it together, right, just making sense of it and really putting it into the context that you've just ex- explained, like, you know, uh, pain perception, well, what's going on there and how do we actually manage that? How do we teach that? Um, it's a mammoth topic, but at the same point, like, it, it, it's a little hard to, uh, you know, talk about these abstract concepts, and yet when we do, I think they can make a radical difference for, for you know, like you say, not just sports, but for human performance. Perception. For all of you crushers who've been tuning into the show over the last 18 years, we've arrived at a place where we're ready to seriously talk perception. And for all the new crushers who've joined the show in the last few years, or even more recently, don't fret. We'll help you connect the dots. But I would strongly recommend that when you have some free time, you visit the Crush Archives and pick out shows that might interest you. Because hidden in the Crush Archives, in those shows, are the keys to unlocking human performance. It's our job now to connect those dots and bring it all together in the real world of sport. And this is going to be our quest in 2024. And we've got some very cool things planned for this upcoming year. We'll be launching Crush Performance in video. I know we've talked about it all year, but we finally worked out the kinks and I'm excited for this. It's going to open up some new options for sharing information. I'm also launching my very first online course, Creating Coachable Players, Key Strategies for Player Performance and Injury Prevention in the Game of Baseball. We'll be launching every sport in 2024, but we're starting with baseball simply because of what happened over COVID. Through that crazy disruptive time, I wound up doing about 75 online presentations to groups of coaches and parents and athletes all over the world. It was fantastic. But the thing that really got to me were the post-webinar, post-presentation questions, hundreds and hundreds of them from all over the world with common themes, most of them asking for more information. Jeff, where can I get more information on this? Or Jeff, you mentioned this, where can I find more information? Here's the thing, there was nowhere for me to send them. I did pass them on links to some of our shows, but listen, there's not a reliable source for good information on the process of athlete development and player performance. They just aren't out there. So I decided because I wasn't traveling, everything was shut down through COVID. I was sitting here in pain and agony with my broken back. I needed something to get my mind busy, keep my mind busy. And I decided to start recording some videos, an extension of these webinars, more information that I could send people to help them on their quest to fulfill their dreams in sport. It started with five videos, a script for five videos, just briefly outlining the process we use to help our athletes succeed. And I thought this would be great. But listen, it's like, it's addictive, man. I started doing these videos, figured it all out, got the sound and the recording down and it worked out okay. It's pretty good actually. Uh, And then I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop, man. I'm like addicted. Now there's like 36 videos. There's more to come. And 
I wasn't sure what to do with this. So I'm showing it to some of my colleagues and some people I know in elite developmental sport, and they're going, Jeff, this should be a university masterclass. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but I am telling you, I'm incredibly proud of the information we present here. And I targeted it towards coaches. I can tell you right now, I am confident with my 30 years in the high performance business that any coach that takes this course is going to be better armed to help their athletes achieve long-term. I don't care what level you're at. We actually broke the course down. It's kind of fun. We broke the course down into a, a introductory level, a middle level, and then a master class all on level. It's still coming together, but man, oh man, the, the coaches who've taken it so far are, are really, really doing well. I can't believe the influence it's having. And I can't wait to see what happens with that course, creating coachable players as we move forward. Again, we started with baseball, but we're going to be attacking every sport. The principles of coaching and athlete player development are incredibly consistent across the board. Only towards the end, downstream a ways, do we start targeting sport-specific stuff. We need to have complete, well-rounded, durable, adaptable athletes so you can then coach them to higher levels in their sport. And this is where we're missing the mark. In all of my experiences, in all the sports all over the world, coaches are limited in how much they can help their players because their players aren't truly prepared for the stressors of sport. That's our job. We develop the athletes so then the coaches can go on and coach them. And I think that's why, you know, in my experience in, in the sporting landscape, we've just had so much success on an athlete to athlete level, team to team level, and even organizational level. Now, organizational, there are so many pieces that need to fall into place, especially when you're talking pro sports, right? You've got to have budgets, you have business side, you've got all the things that go on that that make that the sporting world. And there's a combination there. It's sport and entertainment. So there's some things there. We focus on the performance side, which is just a beautiful place for me to be. But again, we need all of those pieces working in harmony, moving forward, all of all of us, if we're going to be successful. That's creating coachable players. Then, of course, a lot of these coaches are parents. And they're saying, hey, Jeff, do you have something for my friends or for my wife or for my husband uh, that's not necessarily about coaching, but just helping us better understand how we can help our athletes as parents. So we are going to be launching performance parenting, what you need to know to help your athletes survive and succeed in the crazy world of athlete and player development. We're hosting live events here in my hometown of Edmonton coming up in 2024. So if you're in the area, keep your eyes open for that. This is going to be a fantastic platform for course correcting sport. Parents, parents are the key. Coaches are critical. And then we can actually influence sporting outcomes. This discussion is exclusively for the parents of athletes. And it all starts with one of my favorite quotes. It ain't what you don't know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't so. I mean, you have those parents out there who might have played some sport or might have coached some sport and think they know what they're doing. Then you have the parents out there who are overwhelmed. Maybe they're not familiar with the sporting world at all. In performance parenting, we lay it all out for you. You're an all-important figure in your athlete's journey through sport. You're the great protectors, you're the great motivators, and you're the greatest of supporters. But 
Are you doing it right? Do you know what you need to know? And then how do you know if you know it or if you don't know it? You sometimes don't know what you don't know. Well, that's what this is all about. I'm extremely proud of this program. Parents, I hope you take part. Stay tuned for more information. Then we're also accepting athletes into our Elite Crush Advantage program here in Edmonton, Alberta. If you're an athlete with goals and objectives, this could be a fit for you. This is one of the most comprehensive and complete athlete and player development programs anywhere. It doesn't matter what level of sport or what sport you play. If you're looking to land your next multi-year professional contract or make that high school varsity team, it doesn't matter where you're at in your career. If you're serious about your goals, you should reach out, even if it's just for a conversation. We love talking about this stuff. And then, in 2024, there's KP Sport. Over 20 years in the making, it's groundbreaking, it's game-changing, and one of my greatest passions. This is big. We'll have more on this in the new year, but if you wanna know more, just search out KP Sport W-Y-G, you'll see what I'm talking about. And then finally, Crush Performance Radio. We are going to continue with all of the regular Crush stuff that we're so passionate about. So, from everyone here at Crush Performance, all the best to you, your team, and your organization. And that could be your family, it could be in your sport, it could be your business, academics, music, or your friend group. All the best to all of you. Now, let's get set for 2024. Because if we're going to make this year everything we want it to be, it is going to take all of all of us. I'm Jeff Kershaw. Crush Performance returns January 10th. We'll talk to you then. Have a great holiday season, everybody.